Welcome to our weekly Wednesday shear. Um, yes, I say Wednesday because it's not Wednesday night here <coughs> in New York, even. Um, maybe somewhere else in a different country. Also, just about. Baruch Hashem, I have things that I have to take care of tonight, so I won't be able to give the shear tonight. So we are pre-recording it now. Mm. <coughs> Sorry. I, am pre- I apologize if the volume has not been strong enough, my voice is not strong enough. Just uh, getting over a few things. Air conditioning does that to you. This year, of course, the Ilanishma Savram Aram Baruch Ben Levi. All of a shalom. And Amelia Basara, upcoming 11 months for Hilban Yasef. This Shabbos Shabbos Pashva is Hanan. That's Hanon. Arab Shabbos Kedish. Which means Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, If we prepare Erev Shabbos, we eat on Shabbos. Obviously, the concept of Teimei Chaim Zochu of always a, a custom by many to taste their foods Erev Shabbos. We should talk about Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, and it's a beautiful custom, of course. People have, they taste each part, they partake of something of the food of Erev Shabbos. To feel Shabbos, this Shabbos, this set of Shabbos, we, Baruch Hashem, are going to be experiencing the most special day of the year, Chamisha Asab of. <laughs> there was a little argument, a dispute this week in Shul, um, one morning. It's 5.30 in the morning, you don't want to get involved in these arguments. Whether or not it's referred to as Tuba of or Tezva of. <coughs> of course, immediately refute was that uh, this Tuba Shvat is Tuba Shvat, why isn't it Tuba of? Also, the yard site of Rabbi Yaakov Yehuda, Rabbi Yeshua, Shalom, however you want to refer to him, a very, very special chassid. As we've spoken many times, the Helium Tevin the Mishnah says, Chemishas above, Yemekipurim. Chemishas above is an equal plane with Yemekipurim, Yemekipur. Me'at Hashem, hopefully, we'll discuss Chemishas above. And of course, we would be remiss not to say that this Shabbos is the famous, famous Shabbos. The Shabbos that everyone waits for. The Shabbos that everyone anticipates. The Shabbos that everybody looks forward to. The Shabbos probably most talked about throughout the entire year. Shabbos Nachamu. And of course, the famous story of the Hershah Stratopolia. I'm not telling it again. <laughs> um, Shabbos Nachmu, of course, is na- named for its haft- for the after of the Shabbos. And yes, we're talking beautiful. We've gone through Tishabav Baruch Hashem. We've survived Tishabav. And here we are for the last part of the summer, the latter part of the summer. Second month of camp have started. And we have so much to look forward to, so many days of vacation now and to go out and to those who go to bungalows and those who go to 
vacation trips, etc. They have planned everything after Tishabov. Shem should watch over everybody on the roads, on the in the air, etc. Don't forget, say, when you do your travels. That's the good news. So much to look forward to. Now a little bit on the harsher side. Shabbos Nachmu is the first of the Shabbos known as Shiva de Nechemta. The seven days, seven, sorry, seven days, seven weeks of Nechama. Each Haftera from now for seven weeks talks about Nechama, condolence, tells the Yidden the wonderful news of the coming of Mashiach. <coughs> the last of the seven weeks is the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Which means in essence that Shabbos Nachmu has another catapult that it begins, that it starts off a chain and that is the preparation for Rosh Hashanah I don't know where you live where you're listening to this year I don't know what your weather is like but for the past few days here in New York Baruch Hashem we've been getting the L winds the Vinton von L Blosenschein. We're starting to feel already. L. Um, I don't think anyone appreciates that. I don't think anybody wants to hear that just yet. Rabbi, I just started Chedish of. Don't jump into L just yet. Especially since L means so much. El begins the concept of tshuva for the Sephardim, they start Salichot. But yeah, once Shabbos Nachmu comes about, once we merit Shabbos Nachmu, Medarlept, we are now starting to embark on the road to Rosh Hashanah. Very, very, very powerful. Something to look forward to, something to prepare. And nothing that can be taken lightly. Preparing for Rosh Hashanah... We start preparing for Rosh Hashanah as soon as Simchas finishes. We start to look into our upcoming year. We start to embark on our Torah mitzvahs as soon as Simchas finishes. Where we were blessed with a new year. We went through Rosh Hashanah, through Yom Kippur, through Hashanah Rabbah, mm-hmm. through the joys of Simchas And now, we look forward to a good year, to a sweet year, to a happy year. And of course, to a blessed year hopefully this year Way before that, we'll be in the midst of Mashiach Tzadkenu. Pashavazchanan and Nachamu are more connected than just being the Shabbos after Rosh Hashanah.
Veschanan, we said, Rashi tells us the word Veschanan has a gematria, a numerical value of 515. Moshe Rabbeinu beseeches the Almighty with 515 tefillahs, asking to be allowed into Eretz Yisrael. For the schus to step foot into Eretz Yisrael at Zeno And then Moshe even lowers his standards. He comes to a compromise and says, Don't take me in as Moshe Rabbeinu. I'll be a follower. I'll become whatever you want. And that wasn't enough. And Moshe goes down to one standard lower. Let my bones go into Eretz Yisrael. And that too rejected and we know of course the way that Hashem stops Moshe Rabbeinu in his tracks from his tefillahs he tells him two words each word only two letters Rav Loch Enough. Enough. With Rav Loch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu implies many different things, and we spoke about this before. The 70 Pirushim on Rav Loch even more. Of the ones that we relate to the strongest, of course, Rav Loch says Rabbi Nishalelem, What will be? And this is obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu pulling the strings on Moshe Rabbeinu's heart. What will be, says the Yerbein Shalom? I will not change my mind. The decree is the decree. You are not going into Eretz Yisrael. What will become of Tfiloh? B'nai Yisrael will never want to pray. Your children, Kval Yisrael, they will never want to pray because they will say, Rav Lach. Look how someone so much greater than us prayed and besieged and begged and pleaded and cried and was not answered. What hope do we have? What chance do we have? will never be answered. Rav Loch, says to Mesha, stop. Stop because that's the taste that you're going to put in the mouth of the children. That's how the Jews are going to feel when it comes to future prayers. Rav Loch, stop. And because Mesha Rabbeinu was such a Raya Mehemna, was such a loyal shepherd to the Jewish nation, and because his connection was unconditional love to the Jews, mind you, 600,000 plus, how many of those people did Moshe Rabbeinu actually interact with? Face to face, talk to, shake their hands, embrace them, For the most part, Moshe Kibbutzena, Messina, Masada, the Yeshua, Yeshua, Eskenim, etc. There's a train, there's a chain, and each and every one of them passed down to the next gener- to the next level. The average layman in that case probably never spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. It came over here, this whole concept of dintatus, of kashas, of questions, of shilas. And yesterday said to Moshe, you can't do this, this doesn't work. Appoint, sorry, alafim, sorry, meis. Appoint judges of different levels. Let them deal with the daily basis, with the day-to-day basis. The day-to-day ongoings. 
וואו, מישה רבינו never spoke to this person. But this person to Meshe Rabbeinu had such value, such love, such connection, such endearment. Meshe Rabbeinu was willing to give his very life for this person. Meshe Rabbeinu said, Erase my name, Mechenina Mesifrecha, for the Jews. How many of those people he never saw even, but yet he was willing to die for them. This is a true shepherd. A shepherd that connects, that embraces, that doesn't have to see you face to face, doesn't have to meet with you, doesn't have to sit with you, doesn't have to embrace you, hold you. just knows that you are part of his flock. And as part of his flock, he will do anything for you. A soul connected to another soul. There are those that are more connected, those that are less. We'll talk about that soon, Mitzvah. But one thing Moshe comes up with, and he tells the Jews, Dveikus. Dveikus could be attachment, could be deep meditation, it could be many different things. The tefillin that is wrapped on the arm of the man. There are seven winds around the arm. In essence, there are six and two halves. And the seven represent the Pasuk, the Atem, Hadvekim, Bashem, Alekechem, Chaim, Kulchem, Hayoim. Attaching to God. In the next parasha, parasha Ekev, the pasuk says, "Es Hashem Tira, your God, your God, you should fear. I say to avoid Him, you should serve. Ubaytid Him, you should attach yourself to. Uvishmoi and in His name you should swear." Again, the Torah using the word. Attaching. And yet, another place. In Pashas A. I'm sorry. That's the beginning of Akiv. That's chapter 10, verse 20. Chapter 11, verse 22, in Akev again. Kim Shomer Tishmirun is called Hamitzah Azeis, if you will keep all these mitzvahs, Sharanechi, Mitzavah Eschem Laseisa, which I'm commanding you to do. Lahavas Hashem Alekechem, to love God your God. Laleches Bidchol Derachov, Uledov Kobay, to go all in his ways and attach yourself to him. Again, attach yourself to God. And yet one more, Pashas Re'ei. This would be now chapter 13, verse 5. Yudgimel Pasuk Hei. Again the Pasuk tells us, Acharei Hashem Alekechem Teleichu. After God your God you should go. V'yaisei Tirohim you should fear. V'as Mitzvesov and his mitzvahs, his commandments, Tishmenu. Uvekoyle sishmu unto his voice you should listen. The Aisaita Vedum him you should serve Ubaitid Bakun and you should attach yourself to him.
each time discussing this attaching, the Pasuk is used in a the Torah uses a different term. In a diff- different format. Now let us turn to the champion of the Ben Chamesh the Mikra, of the five-year-old child studying Torah. His champion being Rashi. Rashi, his champion in that, he explains to him the Pshat, the layman terms, what Pasuk is actually saying. Because That is a problem that the Ben Chalmash Namikra has when he reads a Pasuk. He wants to know what the Torah means. In our parasha, Rashi does not explain what attaching means. He does not tell us how, or what, or when. So obviously, it's understood. Attach yourself to God. In Ekev the first time, Rashi says nothing. However, the last two times, the second time in Akev and the third and once in Re'ei, Rashi all of a sudden perks up. And says, you can't understand this simply. There's a special lesson. <laughs> so, Obey Tidbak, how to attach yourself to God. I have a reason, I have a way, I have a rhyme, I have something to explain to you. And I'm explaining to you, my dear child, who's confused. I must have the same explanation each time. But no. The second time in Pashas Re'ei, in Eikev, I'm sorry, where it says, to love God and to go all His ways Rashi says Is it possible to say this? God is a consuming flame How would we be able to attach ourselves to God? Ella Attach yourself to the Tamidim, to the Chachamim, and I will consider as if you are attached to God Himself. <coughs> Rashi gives us a simple solution. Attach yourself to the Rabbanim, to the Chachamim, to Ga'inim, Tzadikim, and you will be attached to God. Okay. The Chalmash Zemikra can relate to that. But then Rashi turns around. And it comes in Pasha's A. And there the Pasuk says, to go, to fear, if you will keep and listen to God's, God's ways, and serve Him, and to Him you will attach. And Rashi says, you know how? Had make bedrachav. Attach yourself to the same ways of God. Kamel chasadim do kindness. Kaver mesim bury dead. Bikachelim and visit the sick. Kamesha sakadosh baruch hu lekakadosh baruch hu did. 
And it's enumerated each of the mitzvahs. Sorry. How HaKadosh Baruch was given Machasadim, how who he buried, Meisha with Aaron. And of course, the Bikachaylam, we know the famous visit to the sick of Avram Avinu. Now you've got us against the ropes, our dear Rashi. First of all, the concept of attaching ourselves to Vekus Hashem needs to generally be understood. Like Rashi says, the end of Akev. Can you possibly do that? If that's the case, why does Rashi wait the third time that it's mentioned in the Teda to explain it? What happened with the first two? Secondly, Rashi explains the same concept in different ways. Why change from Akev to the A? or the ways of God visiting the sick, etc. The Taz writes, Divri Dovid is the name of the Sefer, of the Pirish, on Rashi. It's written by the Taz. And Pash A in the Pasuk Bokun Rashi is explaining, Hadbeik bedrachav attach yourself in his ways, because that's the simplest thing. It makes much more sense than hadbeik b'talmidim. But you can't say hadbeik bedrachav, because it says clearly the leches b'chol derachav to go all his ways, and that obviously refers to that. So at the end of Parshat Ekev, he doesn't explain that Tveikas of Kadosh Baruch Hu is Hadbeik B'drachav, to attach in his ways. Because he explains the Pasuk. In the Pasuk itself, it says, In Ki Yimshom HaTishmur Neskal Mitzvah Azeis, Asher Nechi Mitzvah Eschem Aseisa, so how could Rashi tell you what is the Dovkabe Lechaz B'chol Derachav? He already said Lechaz B'chol Derachav. It's a separate entity. And therefore, he can't use the words Dovkabe for that as well. On the other hand, why is Rashi not explained in the A of attaching to the Tamid Chacham, why is he laying the Chaz B'derachav? Because it's a simpler way. Hadbik B'derachav. It makes the most sense. So on a simple plane, these two Pirushim, the Rashi explains why he does not say the same thing. One case is because it already says the Chaz B'derachav in the Pasuk to go in his ways. And the second one is the most simple way of attaching to God. But we still don't understand how is the Take Hadbik B'drachov is more poshut than Hadbik B'tamidim. I can go out, I get myself, it says in the Mishnah, pick you up, it says, I say the Kharav. You have to make a Rav for yourself, you have to have a Rav, you have to be attached to a Rav. You have to be attached to him, and you don't go, right or left, without asking the Astero, without asking the Rav. So I can relate to that in Pshutish Mikra more then you could tell me I have to bury dead 
I can visit Sikh, maybe. I can do Gemilas Chasadim, I give Tzedakah. Very dead. Seriously? Hadbik Bidrochov, to attach in his ways. And we still have the question of the first two. The first two times that it says, Atamadvekim Hashem Alekeichem Chaim Kulchamayim, and Obeitid Bakavishmeti Shavia. Why is Rashi not explaining those? <coughs> the truth is, in our parsha, Hadekim Vashem, you're attached to God. We've learned this concept already in Chumash Bereshis. It says, Vatidabek Nafshe Bedina Basakiv. What does Vatidabek Nafshe mean there? What does it mean? He attached his nefesh, he attached his soul. We understand right away, Vayah Eves Hanara. He loved the girl. And therefore, it's understood, it's brought down in many different places. I understand, it means to love God. We're attached to Allah's soul through an unconditional love to God. So, you tell me, understands that it means, yes, I'm attached. We are attached to God. We're one. So, I have no reason to explain it to him, says Rashi. In Tevet Mima on the Pasha, it says, he connects it to the Gemara, if you're keeping score at home, Ksubis, Kufir Alephim at Beis. The Chiyashe, the Gemara says, is it possible, the Yidobik, to attach ourselves, Shechina. And he says, Yesh Lahoyer, What's hard over here to understand is, is it possible to attach ourselves to the Shekhinah? And, yeah, a person can be bedvekus. A person can go off into a meditation, into a a prayer or a study or whatever it might be or meditation to connect themselves totally to God to sit and to connect my soul yearns to be together with you God This is a greater level in Ava Sashem. And there are Yechidah Skula that, have, that are capable of doing this. Yechidah Skula and Shemaisa. But a regular layman, the regular average person that comes to shul three times a day and just davens quietly to himself. Doesn't bother anybody. Can he actually sit in these meditations? Can he or she actually sit and pray that way? You know. The man has a moment. Sometimes during a weekday, sometimes on a Shabbos, sometimes on a Yom Tov, sometimes even in Kippur, with Rosh Hashanah, where they feel they want to attach themselves, even the simplest of Yidin, because the Neshama, the Pintle Yid, they're point of their neshama, the depth of their neshama is yearning. 
women are different. Boy, can I get in trouble if I stop the shoe now. <laughs> women are different. Women are always praying. And so the Rebbe said that the women should have its ducker box in the kitchen attached to the main beam in the kitchen. Women are always praying. And if you pray, you give tzedakah. I had that question this week, actually. Why do we give tzedakah before davani? You davani, you give tzedakah. Women have that special moment. Not when they pray that the pot shouldn't burn, the soup shouldn't burn, the boiled egg shouldn't burn. When they light candles... And I would only speculate, I cannot put a fact to this. But when the Rebbe asked that young girls light Shabbos candles as well, this was his intention. This is what the Rebbe meant by this. By Adlokus Natus, the woman, the girl, they cover their eyes, they make the bracha, and they have in mind, and they daven, This moment, they connect to Hashem. With this prayer, their hands over their eyes, this gives them a moment with Hashem that a man has to achieve very work very hard on getting to. Returning back to our Pasuk, It's not a question. Because Dvekas attaching to love is not the same by everybody, like we just said. Everyone has their own levels of which they reach and achieve. And we see clearly the way the generations go. Even the Kal Shibakalim, the most simple of Jews. And as we look now, in this week's parasha as well, the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael. The Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, as we spoke recently, we told the story of the bunker during the war, where everybody called out Shema Yisrael, no matter what they beliefs before the war were. To me, one of the most poignant stories 
excuse me, is the story of the orphanage after the war, where they disclaimed having any Jewish children, and the man walked in evening time to the dormitory of all the little children, and he said, Okay, Kindlach, we get Zogun Shema. And he saw a bunch of children cover their eyes. And he knew that these were ours. The Pesach of Shema Yisrael. Rabbi Akiva was having the skin torn off of him. And he cries out, Shema Yisrael. And the Talmidim say, Rabbi, now too, seriously. To which he answers, all my life I wanted to reach to such a level where my neshama goes out with the words of Shema Yisrael. Where I literally misses nefesh with the Pesach of Shema Yisrael. And this is exactly the same by each and every Jew. And so too, in Pashat Ekev also, attaching to God through love. And why the double times Atam Advekim in our parasha talks in present. That generation, Atam Advekim, you are now attached to God. When it says later, Obaytidbak, this talks about the future. When you go into Eretz Yisrael, you still need to be attached to God. And this in itself... Rashi itself says the Kavana and Pasha's Ekev is mainly to let us hear the concept of swearing in God's name. As Hashem Alekecha Tiro, fear God, Vitavidli to serve Him, Vitidbekli to attach to Him. After you've reached that, you've achieved that, then Bishmei Tishaveh you can swear in the name of God. So even if you want to say the Pasuk in our Pasha and in Pasha's Ekev are talking about the same thing there's no problem with it being doubled doubled. we find many general commandments that have been said twice the Torah repeats itself keeping mitzvahs fearing God loving God And Rashi sometimes explains why it was repeated, sometimes not. But when it says in Pashat Ekev, Uladov Kabay, it's impossible to explain that this is talking about attaching to God through love. Because the commandment itself says, So he already said about La'ava. So then what does it mean here, the Dov Kabay? Pasuk is not going to reiterate in the same Pasuk, loving God. So therefore the attachment needs to be something else. And therefore it's a question. How could you attach to God? He's a sheikhla, he's a fire consuming fire. And besides which, that's, a, that's an attachment higher than the love of God. Therefore, he tells us, and I'll make it as if you attach to him. The Gemara says, if you give me score at home, Ksuvis, Kufiralla from the base, 111, side 2. Tamahana Tamidakum Minachosov 
Anyone that marries his daughter to Talmud Chachim. Does business to Talmud Chachim. Helps out Talmud Chachim. Make sure that they have what to live. That's as if they attach to the Shina. It doesn't fit the mold here in the Pshut HaShemikra. Now, it's a beautiful thing. You're attaching to the Shechina if you marry your daughter to the Talmud Chachim, you help Tamid HaChachamim Parnassah-wise. But it doesn't fit the Shemikra. The regular explanation of the Pasuk. Because it says that the fact that Yisrael was still in the Midbar, as long as they were in the Midbar, they didn't have Prakmati at all. Well, the other things. So the attachment, the commandment to attach, every Jew has. Not only those who have daughters, who have money to give support people. But when it comes to the Pasuk, in the A, where it says, Ach Reisheh Malakechem Here we can't go any other way. Can't tell, we can't say the same way we said before. Because the Kavana here is Dvekus and Nefesh with love. And now Pasha to giving the, the, the possibility to the to a Khashom and Navi Sheker to do such a thing, to make a sign. And this is a test of the person. Kiminasa Shamalikechem Eschem I want to test you to see if you actually love God with your full heart and soul. It means to say that the love of God is Tachas Iker, old Indian that is said over there. So how is it possible to go back on the Pasuk to warn him one specific thing of attaching loving God? And the Pasuk itself is Mitzvah Tishmero. All Mitzvahs in that case including love of God. So therefore, weighted bakum cannot mean love. And to explain the dveikus, also the pirish, dveikus tamidah chachamim, we talk about mailam bekeidish. We're talking about going higher and higher in a level. Weighted bakum already said this. Wait, I'm sorry, is the highest level. And therefore it needs to be in a level that can't get any higher. Not Tamid HaChachamim. Because Evid Melech, Melech. But still in all the Talmud, Talmud and the Chachim, Abbas Adam. They're people. You're not attaching to God Himself. I'll make it as if you're attached to me, but it's not attaching. So what is this attachment? Therefore the attachment has to be a different level and a higher level, Hadbik Bidrachov, to attach in his ways. When Yenis Naipshis was a little boy, three years old, he was known to be brilliant. His brilliance, unfortunately, reached out to the king. And His Majesty the King had a uh, little bit of an issue. 
he couldn't deal with this brilliance that he heard about. He sent a message to Yenis Naipshitz's father and told him, your son is so smart, take him out of your house, put him out of your house, and send him here, himself. I want to see if he can find his way to the palace. Nope. A decree from the king? What are you going to say? How could he say no? He dressed the child up, three-year-old little boy, in his Shabbos best, his royalty, and sent him to the palace. Obviously he didn't follow him. Obviously he didn't accompany him, because then he'd be defeating the purpose. It took a while, child arrived at the gate of the palace and said, I will need to see the king. He's waiting for me. The guards were, were, were shocked, this little three-year-old, little bitzel baby showing up at the palace gates. And they sent message and the king said, bring him immediately. And he brought before the throne, the king sitting on the throne, and the entire assemblage is laughing how adorable this little boy looks. And the king demanded silence. And the king said, How'd you do it? How'd you get here? This is a fame. Was lost a little bit, I asked somebody. The king says, And what if you asked two people and one said go right and one said go left then what would you do? I would ask a third person they would surely concur with either one of the two and then I would go according to the majority as the Torah says go according to majority this was silent and the king leans forward the moment he's been waiting for. The triumph is about to be his. And he says, young man, your data tells you to go according to majority. Are you not aware that the majority are not Jewish people? Are you aware that the majority of the Christians over the Jews? <coughs> In that case, you need to follow the ways of the Christians. Please started to cheer how the king outsmarted the little boy, the three-year-old. And the three-year-old waited for silence. And the three-year-old looked at the king in his face, eye to eye. Said, Your Majesty, on the way here, I was in doubt. Is the palace this way? Is the palace that way? So I would ask. And if need be, I got majority votes. And there, majority rules. But standing here in front of you, if all these people and all your guards would tell me now I'm not in the palace I'm not in front of the king his majesty I wouldn't believe them I know where I am which obviously so too is the answer I know where Hashem is I know where the real God is. I don't need to follow the majority of these people that say something so different and wrong. Similarly, the Alter Rebbe, Shnizam Liyadi, was married at about 17 or younger. 
and decided he was sitting and learning Teda. His father-in-law was supporting him. And he heard about Chassidim. He heard about Chassidus. Obviously, very little positive. But he had to go see for himself what this is. And so the Altarebbe snuck away and came to the Mezichimagid. And he spent an entire year by the Magid. Upon his return, his father-in-law was very, very upset. And his father-in-law said to him, What did you waste a year of tailored learning by going there? To which the Rebbe says, No, I didn't. So what did you learn there? He says that God creates the world. Father-in-law became livid. Are you Meshiga? Have you fallen off the truck? He calls in the maid. He says, Sarah, the maid servant, he calls. He says, tell me who creates the world. She says, God creates the world. Turns to his son-in-law and he says, You fool, what you see? Even the maid servant knows that. And he says, She says it. I know it. Yes, there are many times we see things in life. We need to know it. We need to be connected. We need to attach totally to Hashem, Takadish Baruch and believe in Him, and believe that whatever He does is for the best. And He's doing it for us, and for our good, and for our sake. And may we merit, as I did not unfortunately speak about, the Nachmu Nachmu, the double Nachama, the double Nachama that HaKadosh Baruch offers to us, not once, but twice, And how it connects with the parasha of the Eschanan, the prayers of Meshe Rabbeinu. And we know, of course, the Gemara, the famous Gemara, if you keep in score at home, Tainus, Taf Lamid on the bottom, on the bottom of the second side, it talks about Shekolu by Meshe Midbar on Tishabov. The people would go into the ditch every year, and the next morning. Those who were in, under the decree did not pass, they passed away in the ditch, and those who came up came out alive, and they buried the ones behind them. This was this last year. On Tishabav, they went into the ditch, and they went in, they didn't, everyone woke up in the morning. They said, maybe it's not the ninth, maybe it's, the, we miscalculated. So they went back in and again and again until Tuba of, until the 15th day. When the moon was full, they knew, no, it's definitely the 15th now. And therefore, they knew that the Gezeda, the decree was nullified and people would stop dying. The decree of Tishabov was nullified. And only on Tubav was this revealed to us. And this therefore reveals to us also on Tezbav Ba'av the entire Tachlis of Golus and the Churban, how we need to elevate to the Geula Mitzvah Vashlema. And it's therefore a yomtiv, a yomim, lehoyom, tevim, l'israel, kamaisi. There's not such a holiday amongst the Jews. To merit and to see, bepeil, the gula, and the nechama, and to work on the, according to the words, asked in the two times of nachmu and tubav, nechama, kfula. To awaken, bepeil, with afotzis hayados, in a double way. To say that we are not only going to add what we did in the past, but mamish double now in the future. And this will become the bottom line, the outcome of Tubav, as we're going to complete, as it says in the end of Titus again. And this will now begin from here on, henceforth, the nights become longer, and therefore we will begin to add the study of Teda, which Teda is Chaim, is life. And each and every Jew needs to make a Cheshbon Tzedek what they did till now.
to bring Geula, to bring Mashiach, and accept upon themselves a mitzvah, and definitely will reveal, take if umiyad mamish, Mashiach tzidkenu, and each and every Jew will stand up and go quickly to the Geula, Amitus Vashlema, this Shabbos in Yerushalayim and Shabbat Shalom to all.